Welcome back to Big Les's League. Let's go through this Super Saturday of Rugby League for Round 17. We'll start off with the Dolphins v. the Eels. 48-20. It was 48-18 in the last game. Obviously, the Warriors um, v. St. George. 48-20. Dolphins only did two points better. Um, Braden McGrady scores, made his debut, absolute gun, was scoring a few tries in reserve grade. He scored, which was awesome to see, and was a bit of individual brilliance towards the end of the try as well. So uh, congratulations to him. Hammer was dominant for the Dolphins, scored two tries, one of them being an absolute miracle uh, and just shows his speed, showing off a bit there, the Hammer, uh, but wasn't good enough, obviously, for what the Eels had brought, which was, talk about omen tries, Andrew Davey scores the first try for the Eels, then Jermaine Hopgood, two forwards, two battlers, scoring tries for the Eels, awesome stuff there. Will Penasini was fucking outstanding as well. I only just didn't have him in my team of the week. He probably should have been in the honourable mentions. I thought I put him in there, uh, but I didn't. He's definitely an honourable mention and so honourable that I'm honourably mentioning him now in this podcast. He was fucking unreal. Lots of tackle busts. Um, you know, it looked very, very dangerous. Probably one of the more dangerous players on the field here for the Eels. Uh, Gutho was great as well. He scored two tries in this game as well. Bailey Simonson doing big things and obviously... You know, floating around a few clubs over the past five years, uh, but really cements a spot in this ill side so much so he gets re-signed only a few days before the game. Uh, he was outstanding again in this one. Uh, it was a really good team performance, and, you know, they're really starting to ramp up at the right time as well. It's can they keep this form going, going into the next few weeks, particularly uh, around the final stage, you know, can they get into another grand final, the Parramatta Reels? If they do, can they go to that next level and potentially win a grand final? That would be awesome for the Eels and their fans, particularly after what was a massive loss in the grand final last year as well. For them to make the grand final was huge, the Parramatta Reels. Can they do it again? Can they win? That's the big thing. And, you know, if they stick to this form, uh, what's... What they're doing right now is working. Uh, Dejan Arce at six, I think, is working. They look much more dynamic and dangerous. Uh, and Mitch Moses, I mean, running 200 metres in this game, he kicks eight from eight, pen- uh, eight from eight goals. Sorry, not penalty goals. He kicks eight from eight goals. It was 42 to four at half time. It was 42 to four at half time that you can just tell how dominant the first half was. Dolphins trying to come back in the end. They can't. Uh, but the Eels, what a first-half performance it was from them and super dominant performance as well. Uh, Mitch Moses really dialed in, really dialed in, particularly after a big origin loss. He came into this game absolutely firing. Uh, his kicking game was outstanding. I thought his passing game was outstanding. Looked very, very dangerous. Mitch Moses, super happy with his performance. Uh, he was absolutely outstanding. If you wanted to know a fun fact of about Braden McGrady, sorry, and you know I am the giver of fun facts. Braden McGrady, he's the nephew of former Bulldog and Magpie, 
Ewan McGrady, who won the 1991 Rothmans medal. Bit of old stuff there for you, for your old battlers out there who love a bit of fun facts, who's whose nephew, whatnot. A uh, bit of dribble there for you on your Tuesday. Uh, Eels winger Mike Acevo was placed on report in the 12th minute for using a raised elbow of Jermaine Asako as the Dolphins winger tried to make a front on tackle. Uh, definitely watch on for that one in terms of the judiciary. Maybe gets a fine, maybe gets a suspension. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Moses, he actually became the third player to score a 1,000 points for the Eels, joining Mick Cronin, who scored 1,971 points, and Luke Burt, who scored 1,793 points. Uh, 1,793 points for those who didn't get that the first time. Uh, Parramatta's tally of 42 points at the break was the most in the club history in the first half of a match. Most points in the first half of a match for the club in their history. Absolutely insane stuff. And it just goes to show how how dominant they were in that first half. Uh, The Eels had 65% possession in the first half and completed 19 from 21 sets. And it just goes to show again why they won that game. By halftime, they had nine line breaks compared to the Dolphins' two. As we said, Will Panasini, super dominant in this game, 161 metres, three tackle breaks uh, to go with his two tries as well. Bailey Simonson ran for 191 metres. Jermaine Hopgood continues in his outstanding season for the Eels with 16 runs for 159 metres. For the Dolphins, the Hammer, he has scored in 10 of his past 13 games this season and ran for 279 metres on the day as well. Awesome stuff there for the Hammer. Uh, Mitch Moses backed up from origin in fine style with 192 metres, three line breaks, and eight goals from eight attempts, as we said before. Absolutely masterclass performance here from Mitch Moses, from the Eels. Big win for them. Dolphins, just not good enough. A little bit of execution issues, um, you know, that just wasn't there in the, in the in the first half. And the Eels were very, very dominant. It was hard for the Dolphins to get back into this game. They did a lot better in the second half. Uh, but the first half, you know, you've got guys like Mitch Moses who were absolutely in sync um, obviously, Clint Gutherson as well, Will Penasini. Bryce Cartwright was fucking outstanding as well. Running the, He ran great lines, good offloads. You know, he was really, really solid in this one as well. Bryce Cartwright, honorable mention. Uh, team of the week mention as well. He was one of the better back rowers of the weekend for me, and that was a really big game for him. We know what he's capable of. He does some outstanding things with the football. Bryce Cartwright, big game for him in this one. The Dolphins v. The Eels. Eels getting a big win, 48-20. to uh, the next game, a little bit closer, and that's because the Panthers had ruled out uh, J- Jerome Luai, uh, Brian Toto, Stephen Crichton, all of those guys out. Uh, obviously, Isaiah Yo as well. Everyone that played Origin, Liam Martin, uh, all ruled out of this game for the Panthers. Uh, guys coming in for them were obviously Tyrone Peachy, Tom Jenkins, Jermaine Salmon came into the six. We saw Matt Eisenhuth come in at lock. Zach Hosking came back into first grade as well. Uh, in the back row. Um, and then Luke Garner obviously came onto the bench as well. So a few ins for the Panthers that were still able to get the job done. Uh, a very close-knit game considering it was against the uh, former Premiers as well. 
A lot of guys out, uh, and the Knights definitely took advantage of that. Kalen Ponga, again, had a big performance, obviously, in a losing side. I thought that he was quite good um, for the Newcastle Knights. Uh, you got guys like Greg Marju and Dom Young, who run for a stack of metres. Greg Marju running for 222 metres in this one. Uh, absolute metre eater. Dylan Lucas on that edge, I think he's been outstanding. You know, he's coming to this year as a winger. Uh, he's been playing in the back row, knocks up 47 tackles. I thought that was really good for him and for the Knights. Um, you know, Kalen Ponga, while not his most dominant, I thought he was still quite good in this game, as we said. Dan Gagai, eight tackle bus. I thought that he was quite good, run for 168 meters in this one. You know, he had some pretty decent performances from the uh, Knights, but in the end, it was a masterclass. Um, from the Panthers, Tyrone Peachy. I wish I had him in my fantasy team. Bit of a cheapie, and he scores 72 fantasy points. Had two line breaks, run for 208 metres. He had six tackle busts as well. Really solid stuff from Tyrone Peachy. And playing well at the right time as well. Wink, wink, Freddie. I think he's trying to send a message there, brah. Uh, if you want to go for a bit of a smoky, you go for Tyrone Peachy. Definitely a smoky. Don't know if I'd be picking him, but... You know, Freddie's known for picking players after one game of football. Wink, wink. Uh, anyway, you know, talking about this game in general, it was a pretty solid game. As I said, close-knit considering that is the, it is the Panthers v. the Knights. And usually, you know, with a full-strength Panthers side, they would be getting the job done by a big amount over the Newcastle Knights. Uh, but Panthers had a lot of players out. Although the Knights played quite well, uh, you know, to back up from that. But Tyron Peachy... You know, he wound, he definitely went back the clock and, you know, scoring two tries in this game, ruthless performance. Uh, Panthers overcame the absence of their origin stars to defeat the Knights 20-12 to in this one. In terms of a bit of an injury scare, obviously Jackson Hastings, he left the field, um, you know, in the late second half, midway through the second half, I guess, um, with an injury. I think it was an ankle injury. I think that's what it was reported as. Um, so he did manage to come back on and finish the game, but, um, you know, it is a little bit of a worry going into next week, seeing how that ankle is. Hopefully he is a hundred percent. He has scored his first try, uh, since joining the Knights this season as well. Jackson Hastings, congratulations to him. Uh, Knights winger Dom Young remains equal top of the NRL try scoring charts with 16, despite having two less games than the other player on the number uh, Mike Acevo, neither scored in round 17. Very interesting stuff there in terms of your stats. Uh, Penrith have now won 12 and drawn one of their past 14 games against the Knights. The Knights have won only one from seven matches away from home in 2023. A bit of stats there to finish off the preview of that game. And then to finish off your Super Saturday, we have the Melbourne Storm taking on the Manly Seagulls uh, 24-6. Melbourne, it was a pretty decent game from them. Definitely not their best, considering that Manly had a lot of guys out. But Manly showed up, and they usually do against Melbourne. They usually do show up against Melbourne. Uh, I thought it was very, very impressive, considering all of the guys they had out. Um, you know, Nick Manny didn't have the best day off the boot either. Two from five conversions. Uh, I thought Ruben Garrick in a losing side was fucking outstanding. You know, moving to centre, uh, he's going to be playing fullback as well. He actually did move to fullback uh, a bit early in this game and he killed it there. Uh, I think the word is he's going to be the fullback for the remainder of the year. I've said it from day dot. I think he is a fucking fantastic fullback. And when you're comparing positions for Ruben Garrick, I think 
fullback from what I've seen from him over the past two to three years is his best position. I'm keen to see him stay at fullback for the rest of the year. He was great last year when he was there. Keen to see him stay there for the rest of the season, see what Manly can do in this series. You know, I think they're getting back Jake Trevojevic over the next few weeks as well, which will be very interesting for them. Tom Trevojevic obviously out for the season, but they've got to move on from that. Um, I think they have a side that can do, you know, something, you know, win a few games at least, maybe get close to making the top eight um, going into the back end of the season. Don't know if they'll make the top eight, but I think that they can play some good football with Ruben Garrick uh, in the number one jersey. Uh, the word is that Shushta isn't very happy, um, obviously, with the fact that they've signed Luke Brooks to the Manly Seagulls now going into next year, and they've promised him the number six jersey, and he's been told that he'll be moving to the back row. Apparently, he isn't very happy about that. Apparently, we could be seeing him in another jumper going into next year or the year after, depending on when his contract ends. Um, not really speculation. It's more so speculation from the journalists. Um, So I won't touch on it too much. It's just sort of speculation and rumors at this point, but uh, I'll have to wait and see what happens over the next few weeks. Uh, But that's big news if they do lose a guy like Josh Schuster. Uh, I think Luke Brooks is going to be a big in though. Anyway, Schuster being at six for the rest of the year, I think that he can do some damage for them. Look, once they get a few of their other guys back, you know, bar Tom Trevojevic, once they get guys like Jake Trevojevic, back in this team. Uh, I think they're going to go much better for it. Uh, Tough loss against the Melbourne Storm in this one. Uh, I mean, just playing better on the day as well. Nelson in the back row was awesome to watch. Really, really happy to see Nelson Asova uh, Solomona back in this Melbourne Storm side. Excuse the uh, mid-burp as I was trying to get Nelson Asova Solomona um, out of my mouth then. Um, the Storm have not lost after leading at halftime at Amy Park for four years. What a stat there. Random Stats guy couldn't find that one. Big Les did. Uh, am I taking Random Stats guy's job? Probably not. Seems like hard work. Leave that to the stats man. But pulling stats here out of the magic hat. So, you know, get with with it, guys. Get with it. The new stats man could be coming into town, but I'll most likely leave that to the professionals anyway. Wingers uh, for Melbourne. Will Warbrick running for 199 metres and Xavier Coates 197 metres caused chaos out wide while centre Justin Olam carried the ball for a game high 216 metres. I think they were very dominant on their edges as they are. You know, over the past six months, they have sort of worked on going to their edges a bit more than their forward pack. Obviously, losing guys like Jesse Bromwich. You know, they have lost a ton of go forward in terms of their middle forwards. Um, You know, so they obviously have worked on moving to their edges a little bit more. Um, I thought that it's working for them over the past few weeks. It has been when they've been winning games and Will Warbrick, Xavier Coates, two of the more dangerous wingers at the moment in the competition, creating absolute chaos um, against this Uh, Manly team. Uh, Nelson, as we said, really solid in this game. Ran for 158 metres with the ball and made six tackle busts. Awesome stuff there from Big Nelson in his first game back from injury. The Manly Seagulls have made four line breaks through winger Christian Tuipolotu, uh, centre Morgan Harper, and second rower Hamole Olakawatu, but managed just only one try. Melbourne have won their past six games at Amy Park. The Seagulls have not defeated the Storm twice in one season since 2015. Storm winger Will Rawbrick has scored eight tries in his past six games. Storm fullback Nick Meany kicked two goals and now requires just two points to reach a 500 career point 
Uh, margin, awesome stuff there from Nick Meany. We'll hopefully see him do that over the next few weeks, probably next week. Uh, Storm have won six of their eight games ho- uh, at home, uh, while Manly are two from five away from home. There are some stats to finish off your review of your Super Saturday. What a Super Saturday of football, and this Super Sunday gets a little bit crazier. Wait. 